Thank you for listening to Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body. This is Episode 23, Act 2, Queens of Empowerment, recorded September 5th, 2019 in New York City. One size fits all prudent kids all screaming about irrevocability. Let's burn some bridges, earn some stitches, and fight our own way free. Cause the rules don't lie, but they don't apply to people like you and me. Let's start it up now. 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 Now they say it's all decided, all divided, all laid out. And the pushcart man with a three-part plan can't understand what you're shouting about. But when the past they plow, the lives allowed are the only roads you can see. Just remember the walls were built to fall for people like you and me. Let's start it up now. 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 Hey, hey, TA listeners. Thanks for listening. And remember to tell your peeps, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever they listen to podcasts so that they can get the notification of a new episode right away. Also, follow us on socials. Hey, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's how we grow our community. And we're so happy you're a part of ours. Pop those earbuds in. Through our partnership with Blick Art Materials, we learned about Women's Empowerment Art Therapy Group and Visual Aids. I appreciated learning more about this group and the HIV positive community, as well as visual arts and all the very, very many materials. So recently, I read an article by Celeste Watkins-Hayes. She is a professor of sociology and African-American studies and faculty fellow at the Institute for Policy Research at Northwestern University. She is the author of a book called Remaking a Life, How Women Living with HIV slash AIDS Confront Inequality. This, uh, this particular article that I read in the New York Times was inspired by Jonathan Van Ness telling his story. Um, Jonathan happens to be a person who at this point in his life uh, has many supports, um, but according to Walken Hayes, she writes, quote, unfortunately, that kind of safety net isn't available for everyone. In particular, people of color, women, poor people, and those marginalized in ways, in many ways, are much more likely to end up homeless, incarcerated, underserved by the healthcare system, or even dead than their white male wealthier counterparts. She goes on to say, quote, for those who don't have access to resources, the HIV safety net, which includes the Ryan White Care Act, the Housing Opportunities for Persons with AIDS program, the AIDS Drug Assistance Program, and the Affordable Health Care Act, all of which help people remake their lives after an HIV diagnosis by granting access to much-needed resources, is essential. 
created by the early mobilization of AIDS activists and now funded through public, private, and nonprofit dollars. It is one of the most important and effective policy creations of the last several decades, end quote. So our conversation continued and in it, you may not hear my voice a ton because I'm just listening. I was absolutely astounded by the strength, the passion, the altruism, and the activism of these women. In this act, we hear more about their own stories, uh, their activism efforts, and how these art therapy group sessions create opportunity for peer education and safe space for sharing. Here is episode 23, act two, Queens of Empowerment. So I, I was curious, um, just going back, you, you've mentioned so many different kinds of uh, mediums that I, I, as somebody who is a performing uh, artist, I don't understand visual materials at, at all. So when you're designing um, these monthly um, events, what what is the decision-making behind what those materials are? Is it just based on what is available, what you're able to get? How do you make those decisions? Well, usually since um, we utilize Blick as one of our major stores, I usually go to the same store all the time. This is the Blick um, Art Materials on... 6th Avenue. 6th Avenue and 20th Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I found this incredible manager and I had <laughs> walked into the door. We've been following her all around the store. I've been following her. And her name is Pata. And when I came in the store, I was looking up and down aisles. I was like, wow, you know, I wonder what else she get. I wonder what she get. And she came down the aisle. Oh, bubbly, can I help you? And I said, well, I'm not sure. But, you know, my name is Sherilyn Cooper. I introduced myself and I told her about um, what I do. I do a woman empowerment art therapy group. And I'm looking for a project for women. Something, nothing specific. Just what do you think would be creative for women? She just burst out <laughs> with all these different type of things. Well, we I had this. That remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said, well, we had this. We had this. We had this. And we had this. You do? Well, thank you. And she showed me everything. We'll put them all in the basket. And then and I asked, I said, you know, we're doing such a wonderful job with this girl. I said, can you donate something? Sure. And she came back with boxes. <laughs> <laughs> with boxes and boxes. Of, we had this, we had this, we had brick bags, I had brick paper, I had this, and you can have all this stuff. And I was, we left out of there. We didn't know how I was going to get all that stuff home. <laughs> and it was incredible. And I took it home and then I called the executive director. I said, look, I went shopping. And look what I found. And I met this incredible manager and she helped us to side and I think the first one was the tote bags. Mm-hmm. Yes. The one in my living room was the tote bags. Mm-hmm. The first one and then the next one was the mask. mask. Mm-hmm. We did the mask. So the mask idea for yeah. me to wear that mask because some women you know I told them you know a lot of women are stressed or depressed. Mm-hmm. We want you to draw a map of how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. So the masks are white and they're blank and we want you to put on how you see yourself. Right. If you see some of these masks I'm like oh Really early here. You have a lot of queens. There's like the full face mask, and then we had paints and glitter and 
um, different little like diamonds okay. and, and feathers and, and eyeballs. Feathers, yeah. I'm in the back. Oh yeah. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Um, so they look like just to give a visual for because this is audio, right? Um, the the blank mask sort of look. If you've ever seen um, Sleep No More, the, mm -hmm. the that that there's this like blank mask, and um, I love. So again, you're giving me the materials. I love that, but I'm also I'm curious like. Uh, who is the art therapist? Like, who is the one who's coming up with the content uh, structure for each of these events? Uh, you are. Yeah. So, do you have a, a, a background in art therapy? Well, not exactly, but mm -hmm. I've my entire life, as I mentioned, I wanted to be the artist. Um, mm -hmm. I did murals in the past. Mm -hmm. And for the uh, organization that I am the former CEO of, which is New York City AIDS Housing Network, now Vocal New York, mm -hmm. I did an entire mural of the organization. Mm -hmm. And we put on it the LGBT community rainbows we put waterfalls we put syringe exchange we put so many different things on a boat with us saving people with AIDS coming out of the water you know so that's what everybody in the organization decided that we wanted we wanted to show on this mural that went down our whole wall our community and how we lived so I since then, and that was through Groundswell, I had met um, someone from Groundswell, yeah. and I always wanted to connect to art, and then somehow along the line, they just popped up in my face well, out of nowhere. One yeah. of the things about visual aids is we have um, over 900 artists around the world that we work with who are mm -hmm. artists living with HIV, who are incredible, incredible artists, mm -hmm. and we have a really large community. So now that we're working with Shirlene, we can work together. So for example, like often it's Shirlene working with Pata and just seeing what's available at like, Mm -hmm. and, and also trying right. to switch it up you know you right. don't want to do the same thing every right. time right. and things that are accessible for people to do right. who maybe haven't made art before so something like the masks or the tote bags and even like painting on canvas you know it's a pre-primed little canvas and so we have all the paints mm -hmm. so anyone can really just sit down and start doing it so sometimes we don't have a specific art educator sometimes yeah. it's just do whatever you want mm -hmm. but then for something like the cyanotypes we talked about that because we knew we were going to be outside and we we're thinking what can we do outside because it sort of uh, gives you a you know you think oh it's going to be windy you know it's going to be a lot of sun mm. you can't do certain things and so um Shirlene spoke with one of our other artist members Stephen Gemberling who I think suggested the idea of the cyanotype because it's something he knew how to do and he knew mm. you could do it with the sun so Shirlene and Stephen worked together and Stephen was there and we did have him teaching people because it was something that was a little more complicated right. um, so because we also have you know um other artist members which for mm. one of our next mm. workshops I believe right we're gonna have the sculptor Mm, some okay. professional well, we, we're yeah. looking into we have a, um, an artist member her name is Joyce McDonald she's an incredible mm -hmm. sculptor mm -hmm. an incredible um, artist and she's also a member she also attends our groups so we look around with in-house of visual aids right. to find other artist members who are qualified in different you know um techniques of art to come in and we we actually give them hire them and give them an honorarium for it um so it we actually one time we did a painted on stained glass yeah. so i just walked into blake and it was just sitting there let me see if i can do it first and then can the other ladies do it right. so it was these little blank cards where you had to paint on it and then you had to sit and let it dry for 24 hours and then you had to pull it off and sit it in your window mm -hmm. and then the sun would look right 
white do you want us to look like stained glass coming in like the church yeah. oh, and the church is stained glass mm-hmm. so beautiful each woman colored this in different colors multiple colors mm-hmm. that was our group that we had at Visual Aids mm-hmm. and Esther held them for us for 24 hours we didn't have nowhere to hold them <laughs> yeah. and then she said I'm going to mail them out to you I said okay <laughs> so she mailed them all out to me and I made sure all the women got in on every woman's apartment that I went to they're actually sitting in their window I, I made yeah. one that I have in my office and she yeah. had yeah. in my office <laughs> it was a beautiful mine shriveled up with the sun I guess mine was <laughs> so you know we when we go to Blick you know I usually just talk to you know one of the managers well I'm only going to one store right now right? So <laughs> yeah. and I usually ask her you know what does she have and what does she think some of her ideas because I think she's an incredible artist herself mm-hmm. she is because her makeup looks fabulous she all the time so nice. and visual aids had its gala and you talking mm-hmm. about yes, her yes. ask about fundraising and galas yeah sure well visual aids we get uh, money from a lot of different sources we're a nonprofit, mm-hmm. so we get money from government agencies we get money from foundations and corporations and individuals mm-hmm. and so we have a benefit we have actually have two benefits a year um, and uh then we get money from foundations like the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation. We also get money from lots of other foundations that are either general operating or for specific projects. We are funded by some corporations. So, for example, Gilead, which is a pharmaceutical um, that um, creates um, some of the meds that are um, part of the people's HIV medications. Also, they create Truvada, which is um, the medication of both PrEP, but also is medication taken by people living with HIV. Mm. Um, they give away a lot of money because they have a lot of money because they're a pharmaceutical. Mm. So uh, we get money from them. Um, we get um, money from uh, the city of New York and from the Arts Council. We are really an arts organization, so we get arts funding. So the city and the state yeah. and the National Endowment for the Arts. That's great. Um, National Endowment for the Arts actually gave us a grant for Love Pals and Women um, in, uh, two years ago, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then we're always thinking about how we can fundraise. And as Shirley mentioned, mm-hmm. we have a grant from Elizabeth Taylor that is only a one-year grant. We hope they'll renew it, but we don't know that they will. It's always a, a toss-up. And up. do you ever use um, the art that is made as part of a, a fundraising experience, or is that specifically for we um, whether it's a women's empowerment group or other events? Sure. Um, we use some of the art that is made, um, images of it, um, mm-hmm. to and the, the images of people making it mm-hmm. as a way to explain what the project is and show how wonderful right. it is to hopefully encourage other people to fund. Yeah. This is my first um, rodeo with visual uh, aids, mm-hmm. the Love Positive Women. This mm-hmm. is the first thing I made. This is a card. Okay, Shirlene's showing the card that she made. So what's interesting, so the it's a original... It's Valentine's Day card. Mm-hmm. And it says, I with the I and love with the oh, heart in yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And it was sent out to women. And actually, Wanda Hernandez mm-hmm. Parks got my I card. I got that one. Right. So my card <laughs> the, is the the, um, the Valentine-making yeah. workshop, which was the first, the way this project kind of first got started, mm-hmm. which is the annual project, actually um, is done at Dudenay, which is a paper-making studio in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And part of the process is everyone who does it actually makes the paper 
Mm-hmm. So you learn to actually make paper mm-hmm. and then you make awesome. the Valentines. So the, the Valentines are incredible because they are like their own sculptural art object um, because you've made the paper itself and embedded the words or the paint or the um, hearts and birds and everything that are actually in the paper. So uh, a woman getting it um, around the world is really getting an original art object mm-hmm. that someone has made, which makes it that much extra special. And, and how do you connect with these women from around? the world sure um so we partner with different um service organizations so again it's, it's that question of um of safety and a safe space so many women um and certainly in, in other countries there are many countries where you absolutely cannot disclose your hiv status um and so um because of the politics or particular social stigma that's really problematic even more so than in the u.s so we have um we work with uh organizations like um uh iris house for example which is uh specializes in working with hiv positive women Mm -hmm. um we work with something called positive women's network which is national and we write to them and we say we do this let people know and then people write in and say i want to receive a valentine this is my address Mm -hmm. so then we're not just sending them out to random people. Right. We're sending them to people that we know it's okay to send right. to. Yeah. And sometimes we even ask our own people, like, is there anybody you would like to send right. one to and things like that. And I just wanted to share that, um, you know, um, the love positive love positive women's yeah. um group. Um, when when I first got in was very small, like um like um member wise mm. um and it has grown really mm-hmm. quick so um with the women's our empowerment our therapy we're hoping to expose some of our women into that particular project as well that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. so we have large numbers uh, for new recruits for um, visual aids mm-hmm. and coming into um love positive women so we are yes. looking forward to it in january and february to have a much larger group we hope visual aids is ready for us because we're going to bring down the house and we just the, the art has definitely been incredible and it's been, been amazing and it's been healing a lot of people including myself yes, you know the day-to-day issues that we have living with HIV and AIDS because you know if you've been living with AIDS as long as I have been for over 22 something odd years seven days a week maybe four out of them you may not be feeling well and you still have to go on yeah. and you still have to take the pills because a lot of people I know that are long-term survivors say I'm filled with I'm pill fatigue meaning I'm tired of taking mm-hmm. this crap mm-hmm. I don't want to take it anymore but this is what's saving your life right. so you have to remember that when you feel in that way mm-hmm. some people get down and depressed and right now the we have what is it over 30 something cocktails right now mm-hmm. I'm on my fourth one so cocktail I mean heart therapy which is highly active antiretroviral um, medicines which is life saving for people living with HIV and AIDS if you don't take it you could become resistant to it right. so you have to start another one and if you go through all 30 there's nothing left for you so you're going to die and that's that's just it so I always encourage women you know even in a woman in comments of hi ladies good morning how's everybody doing is everybody doing well I always ask that you know if you're having a problem with your medication if you're having a problem with housing I do have access and connections to help and support you between myself and Wanda and even Cecilia because a lot of women in the room have incredible contacts and then some don't so the one that do come in the room say listen I have a problem with getting the benefits because there's benefits in New York City called HASA, which is designed for people with AIDS only. Mm-hmm. So we we all that are 
living with AIDS, most of us are on HASA mm-hmm. benefits. Mm-hmm. And some of us that are able to work will work. And some, mostly everybody, because it's mandatory if you're a HASA client to go on so, to apply for Social Security because it's um, HIV AIDS is considered to be a disability. Right. right? So HASA, let me just explain it because I, you know, usually I tell people in groups, don't say it unless you can explain it. Mm-hmm. HASA is the HIV AIDS Service Administration. Mm-hmm. It's human resources and welfare, as they call it, for people living with AIDS only. And we get a, a higher amount than someone who doesn't have AIDS. Mm-hmm. But in order to get that, you have to bring in an AIDS diagnosis mm-hmm. to the Human Resource Center mm-hmm. and show that you've been diagnosed with AIDS and that you're taking medication and this is what you need. So they have um, multiple vouchers. They have a housing voucher, a Medicaid voucher, a transportation voucher, mm-hmm. a clothing voucher, mm-hmm. a furniture voucher. And you qualify only if you have AIDS. Mm-hmm. So right now, I think the rental assistance for a one-bedroom apartment, if you can find one, is $15.99. So all you have to do is show them that you have AIDS and find an apartment, a one-bedroom apartment, and they'll pay for it. Mm. So that's only for people with AIDS, though. Mm. You get the maximum amount of food stamps because you need food to take these medications. Yeah. These medications are not to be taken without food. Right. right? So that's And then you also need transportation to get back and forth to see your doctors because you see multiple doctors. Because um, HIV and AIDS can be, you can be co-infected. You can have AIDS and ALS. You can have AIDS and high blood pressure. AIDS and eye problem. HIV, AIDS, Hep C, mm. syphilis, any mm. other, the other comorbidities that go with it is along the way. So we see doctors more time than your average person. So they give us, you know, uh, Medicaid where you can see, because now they got Medicaid under managed care where you're limited to how many times you can see a doctor or an eye doctor. Like you only can see them once a year or Look, if something is wrong with my eyes due to my HIV, mm-hmm. I need to come see them multiple mm-hmm. times. Yep. And so we do have the one-stop shop model clinics throughout New York. We're inside. It's called the VIP clinics, our HIV AIDS clinic. There's a GYN, a ear, ear specialist, eye specialist, nutritionist. All this is in one area so that when you go to the hospital, you don't have to go outside and sit in the clinic with people who do not have it. Mm-hmm. So we're... They got us sectioned off, which is pretty good, so that we can get through the clinic so we don't have the longer waits, mm-hmm. like sitting with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And another thing is we don't want to infect anybody else. Mm-hmm. So even with our housing, our housing is designed, if you're a homeless person in New York City, they cannot send you, it's illegal to send you to a shelter system because you're dying. You must go, they must send you to an SRO. Mm-hmm. which is a single room occupancy. They will rent mm-hmm. hotels for you. If you go in a shelter, they think that you will infect one, which will infect the whole shelter. Mm-hmm. So you're not allowed to say And In addition to that, if those people get sick, one of them cough or sneeze, you your compromised immune system, mm-hmm. it can kill you in there. So there's multiple reasons mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have that setting. It was re- originally called DAS, the Division of AIDS Service. They changed the name to the HIV AIDS Service Administration. And then later on in the 90s, I sit on the City Council's HIV AIDS Service Administration Advisory Board for 15 years. Um, they put that board together under local for- law 49. Mm-hmm. It's a local law in New York only. It provides and protects the services 
for people living with HIV and AIDS. And we, the people living with HIV and AIDS, designed that board to make sure that we was on it. We didn't want mm-hmm. elected officials and people making decisions for us that did not live with the mm-hmm. disease. Mm-hmm. So I'm the first African-American woman living with HIV and AIDS to sit on this board. Have you talked to Corey Johnson? Yes, all yeah. the time. Corey Johnson sits on the board, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's on the board. Yeah. yeah. So Corey Johnson, Philip Reed, who's a uh, former city council um, member who died of HIV and AIDS, um, Senator Tom Dwayne, we, we have a lot of people yet that we have connection with. So I've currently been to 46 states and 35 countries um, advocating and for people living with HIV and AIDS. I'm at, I've been to, what, five world world social forums working on HIV and AIDS and six international AIDS conferences. Yeah. So we we are pretty much out there. We have all these stories about our health, mm-hmm. our housing, our experience, what we do on day to day. And we bring all this inside the Woman Empowerment mm-hmm. on 30. So it's an incredible group. Even with the stories alone, I'm thinking of adding like an oral history where some of these can be taped mm-hmm. and added to like say the artist showing like I went to uh, the Vincent Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam mm-hmm. at an international AIDS conference. So I had the pleasure of getting into this museum. Wow, I'm in Vincent Van Gogh. Oh my God. So I didn't know that he did all this stuff to some kids and shot himself in the air. So and how I found out because they showed this picture and then it was a tape and you had earphones and you were reading it. I said, we should do something like that. Put the woman's art and then have her voice attached to it and have the it exhibit. That's cool. So that's one of my dreams that I haven't told Esther about. Yet. <laughs> she knows she now. Now. <laughs> and I thought it was incredible that we have a woman empowerment art therapy group exhibit and we have each of the women's art and we have their voice attached to it and we can have people come and just put on a little head. If we can afford it, I'm not sure we can afford it yet, but it, it's just a thought. It's but that's, a, that's, I think that's an exciting project to apply for a grant for. Yeah. 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 But just in, in listen, I mean, you can, you can literally go on and on, but the, the activism component to your life um, is really, really um, remarkable. Um, uh, I had an idea that I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Where'd it go? Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about to go along with your oral storytelling um, about a different podcast or a different opportunity to capture um, women's stories. Um, uh, StoryCorps. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of this mm-hmm. uh, yes. podcast? And, uh, so they have an app where you can have these conversations. You can either um, pull from questions that they have or you can write your own. And uh, every single one of those um, interviews then are logged in the Library of Congress in D.C. And then the pod, what the podcast does, it's also a radio show, but what the podcast does is they sort of aggregate different interviews under a particular topic. And I feel like this topic is something that they would be really interested in. So I, I leave that with you all to think about it because I, I do think that there, you know, there's power in storytelling as somebody who's a theater person. I understand that very much. And I, I think there's power in storytelling. There's power obviously in, in visual arts or any art medium um, in terms of being able to express oneself and, and um, share um, stories through. And then, you know, the, obviously the part that you were talking about, the therapeutic pieces and feeling like you're a part of a, a community is really 
there's so many threads that I like you all can just keep talking out. <laughs> now I need to be here for this. But um, I'm just trying to thread a little bit back to um, our, um, uh, you know, what this podcast is about. But I'm curious um, for people who are listening, if there are ways um, either as a, a non uh, professional artist to join or, or work with you all and or if there are professional artists who are interested in supporting your work how could they get involved mm-hmm. Cecilia just could, could you talk about the, the if somebody is interested in just joining as a as a participant well um first just by hearing me by saying it they need to come in Mm-hmm. I will bring them in, let them sit down and see for experience. Because mm-hmm. once they come in, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, cool, when are you going to go to the next one? When is the next one? Because right. to me, I'm that person. I'm the leader. Mm-hmm. Everyone want to follow what I'm doing because I'm always doing something positive. Mm-hmm. So they like, could you be anywhere? You over here? You over there? When they see me with her, I'm all over the place. I'm doing art here. I'm doing that. Now I'm showing my art to people. Yes. I'm like, look what I did. Look what I did. I did this. I did this. I'm like, oh, I want to come. I want to do it. And once they come, they can get the enjoyment out of being author and get off the stress. Mm-hmm. Because I have a lot of hats. So I'm used to start and do bad things. I'm activist. I march. Boot on the ground. I'm out there. We want back the letto. You know what I'm saying? All masses <laughs> for the families. I'm doing mass stuff. But at the end of the day, we need to be free. Mm-hmm. Release. Mm-hmm. Musa. Mm-hmm. So I would tell them, come on, get my Musa on. Mm-hmm. I'll be art there when you get to breathe. And I'll bring them in. So me sharing that and telling them and seeing how I'm acting, they're going to want to come. Mm-hmm. they definitely going to want to come, trust and believe, and get all this art thing going. If they didn't know how to draw, they will know how to draw. Just mm-hmm. throw a little bit of sparkle, spray on it, do some <laughs> stuff, just to get out where their mind could be someplace else. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. Because once you see everybody joining, look, oh, that looks great, great. You, you're not even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So that's what the art therapy means and do for me. And I would tell other people, we need to get away. Instead of saying it, have to show them. We have to put your hands and like do it and I'd rather think teach on hands on it's better than talking right. you can talk all day but you have to show so I'm that show person mm-hmm. hands on person to show you why, what you're going to feel and when did you get involved well we worked together yeah <laughs> oh in, in your yeah in your, we worked together and I think God has a plan for me and he sends me all positive things so she didn't know I didn't know she yeah. just asked me one day just to come mm-hmm. come with me out Good want to go out and eat after we had some little drama going on. So we needed to get out there and embrace ourselves. So I said, yeah, I'm going to come with you, queen. Because I call my queens, queen. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to come with you, queen. Mm-hmm. And when I went one and I seen the people that were there, it was about me. I didn't share it with her. She didn't share it with me, but it was about me. So it was for me to make a decision. Is this is what you really want? But then you're going to be exposed. I don't care about that. I feel great. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting like them. So what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just... And then... then it just went out the window. So I'm like, when you want to be the next one? When you going to the next one? So I kept going, kept going, and keep going, and keep showing stuff. Then I got a little bit upset because they went to do, do paper. I said, y'all ain't take me to do no paper. <laughs> so she said, I forgot. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was upset about that. And I was in it. And then I came to the opening at the ceremony to support them and seen all these papers there. So I started taking pictures with me with the papers. Like, Shh, this is me with the papers. <laughs> I sent it to them. So I just showed that I'm a part of it too. Right. Like that. So I'm just excited about it. And I think that she's done a great job by doing that. And we really do need that. Mm-hmm. We really do. Because I still have friends that are not there yet. 
and I bring them joy. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad she's opening this up because now I can have somewhere to take them. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell them whether it's, I'm just going to say, come on, let's go. Yeah. Because sometimes you tell people where they're going, they're going to ask too many questions. Yes. Yeah. What's going to happen? What are we going to do? What's this? What's that? <laughs> just come with me. Mm-hmm. And once they come, they're going to enjoy it and they're going to feel the, what we need. Mm-hmm. Because our therapy for us being um, affected by this, I don't, sometimes I don't even, I'm not even claiming it. I'm not even claiming. I just claim them, us, mm-hmm. and what we're doing today. And I thank everyone here. And you're all clean. So that's the empowerment. Art therapy, Shereen gave to me, and I appreciate that because I really need it. Because I have a lot of children, grandchildren. I'm a great-grandmother. I have a thousand hats. You be seeing run all over places like her. She's like, I gotta call you. Probably busy too. And then for this, this right now they call my answer on phones. I'm right here mm-hmm. doing what I need to do, and I need this outlet mm-hmm. because I do so much. And sometimes people don't hear you when they say, I need a break. No, right. you don't say you need a break. You just go to the break. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is my break. And this is my outlet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring some more people in. We're going to be real big. So the woman empowerment author group is basically done word of mouth. Um, people can we, also email you. You can you can be you can email. We we are you know in the works of putting up websites, um, Facebook pages, and you know different. You know, ways for people to contest right now. In the very beginning, it was done word of mouth. Like she said, we met on the job. Neither one of us knew each other was positive. Just like she said, there was some nonsense going on in the job one night and I was invited to an event that night and I told her, get in the cab. Mm-hmm. Just like that. She didn't know where she was going, what she was going to do. And Vive, that was the night Vive was doing something in Smoky Bones up in Harlem. Yes. And we all got there. The whole Positive Women Network, Iris House, everybody was in there. And we watched a little video at home. And then I told her about what I do. And she was like, you do? Well, when's the next one? And on top of that, when we got um, the Elizabeth Taylor AIDS Foundation grant, she designed the bag. And... This is what we designed. Yes. That's Elizabeth Taylor's grandson. Oh, yeah. And that's the bag that that's beautiful. was designed. She made the bag in a t-shirt. She was, so she is a true wow. artist. Yeah. And the vase was done. And the vase was done by another one, our woman's who. In our women empowerment group, what we do after we talk, we do art. And behind that, I'm a licensed chef, so I cook for all the women. Oh. And then we give gift bags. And our gift bags is usually makeup, uh, other bags, maybe Coach L'Oreal, Michael Kors, that you may donate if I can get it out to them in time. And one of my girlfriends who makes the best chocolate on the planet, I still claim that, mm-hmm. she made this vase for um, the grand, for his grandson. Mm-hmm. And she put his picture on it. Red chocolate roses, white chocolate roses, edible roses. Oh, wow. So all of these mm-hmm. women have incredible talents yeah. that all come together mm-hmm. in this group. And of course, you know, we do invite our famous executive director <laughs> when she's not busy uh, running visual aid she will come and join us in the group we've had some of her board members um, Jennifer from Paz Magazine which is the magazine that promotes people who live in days we've had her in our group interns that come in visual aids. There's some interns coming and they were incredible. Their first day was in Baruch College mm-hmm. with us and they were, they didn't know what they were getting into. And I laugh because I've had interns before. One of mine that took to Bangkok with me to the International AIDS Conference. He came in, well, what are we doing? What was my assignment? You're coming with me to Bangkok. She's like, what? Oh my God. You know, so when we had the interns come in and I would say they're not 
too in tune like you aren't with the AIDS in the AIDS world by the time they leave they're in tune trust and believe that they were in tune Elizabeth and Taylor I had so much fun with them yes even at the LGBT uh, march oh my god we had so much fun We, I was in the car with her though we were handing out papers but they were incredible I was why I was like, what happened to them they just got here what did you do to them they just <laughs> but they were amazing they were incredible and they went through their summer and they supported people with AIDS yes. and I really appreciate yes. that they just came in from a different world stepped into my world because they don't have to do this That's you right. don't have to help people with AIDS yeah. their um, high energy and level of support that they gave was just incredible so we appreciate having people from outside including Pata for just coming in you know non AIDS so there's AIDS and non AIDS we have some incredible people that come in with support out of nowhere and you just wonder why would you want to do this for people with AIDS sometimes you don't even have this disease no question asked. she jumped to me what do you need what do you want send me emails this time send me that send me text and I started just every month let, let me make sure I get it in on time make sure she got Esther what do you need and Esther oh my god I said I know I must be the most biggest pain in her butt <laughs> 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 because every time something comes up like um, Lori Combo the council member she was giving me all these different things she wanted or the people want I don't make the decision for visual aids. You can't ask me that. So I was like, wait, I got a course. Hi, hi, this is Nancy's visual aid. Is that still available? And the five minutes later, I had to call her back. Hi, this is visual aid. Is that still available? I said, oh my God, they're going to kill me. And I was calling week by week. But we managed to be able to communicate well, even though she's very busy, and bring it together to a close net and have things running very smoothly. It's running very smoothly. Yeah. And also thinking about fundraising and Shirley thinks about that a lot and talking yeah. to our city council members and, mm-hmm. and and so that's something we're always doing as well. And I think um, another answer to your question is any anyone living with anyone who's a woman living with HIV can be a part of these groups right. and you don't have to know how to make art. Right. It's not a prerequisite. Um, and you can simply call visual aids. Mm-hmm. You can email Shirlene at her visual aids email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can um, speak to someone at, if you are involved with Iris House or the um, uh, other um, organizations. You can ask them because mm-hmm. we work with them and, and find out the information to become involved. Yeah. We also reach out to the LGBT community. Yes. Right. So just to reiterate, if people want to get involved, they, anybody who's positive, anybody who's a woman and positive, they can come. They can either join by word of mouth. Yes. yes. Somebody's going to bring them. They can email visual aids or um, directly to Charlene, yes. and and then you are also if you know anybody. Thank you, and you're also working the other kinds of networks that you have, and helping people understand that this is a an experience, a liberated space, a, yes. a community space that people can join in um, and be a part of any of these different projects. Yes, that's really exciting. I, I want to just get to a, a culminating moment. Um, I wonder if we. We could go around the table and um, looking to the future. Um, what are some? What's a hope 
that you have either for these events for you had talked a little bit about your goal your five-year plan but what's a hope that you have for either the women that you have been working with the women who might be coming in in the future what's a hope that you have you first. For the women or for the group? Either. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, um, I hope that the women continue to make art mm-hmm. and um, get, um, you know, the, the enjoyment instead of just coming one time or getting this sort of empowerment and enjoyment over the long term. But I also hope for the group, I mean, I agree with, with Shirlene, I think it would be fantastic if it could be national, that we could find partners in different cities where we could bring this to women in other cities um, and, and use our New York model. experience as a model mm-hmm. and really bring it out there to other cities. I think that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I pray that the group continue on and I know that it continues because I broke I just believe in faith. So I'm gonna stick with this and I'm just I see a big picture in this and I just hope the picture gets bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter and you just become a element of peace and gratuity for all of us. So that's what I see in the big picture. Uh, I hope that the uh, women's private group uh, continues to build on their programming and that they always feel free to come to Blake, not just to shop, but to get ideas, build programs, network through, you know, the large amount of people who come through our doors who are either, you know, looking to invest uh, personally in something, looking to teach. Um, There's countless ways to be connected through the art uh, scene in New York. Um, So Blake can be a hub for that. That would be that would be nice. So my true vision is to heal. Because people living with HIV AIDS and HIV AIDS is over 30 something odd years. Um, and people are definitely sick and suffering, literally, with this disease, even though we have the medications available. People have mental health issues. People have depression issues. Uh, and as Esther had mentioned earlier, people are aging with AIDS. Mm-hmm. And it's. It, it, it's a hard life. It's a very, very hard life. And if there's one moment of peace I can give you in living days, and if, if art can do that for you, I want that to happen. That's what I want. If you can say, wow, I can just relax from this, this disease for five minutes or just two hours, I don't have to feel like I'm that person with living with AIDS. I'm just that person. Because you don't want to always be the person with AIDS. Why do I don't want AIDS to define me. Why can't art define me? You know, so why can't I just be an artist like visual AIDS just put on the floor with me? Just stop making me feel like the sick AIDS person all the time. I just want to be a person and I want to have fun and enjoy my life at, at all times. And I just want to feel good about myself. A lot of people running around with AIDS. We, a lot of us are faking it till we make it. And I know y'all can tell I am. <laughs> I just wanted to heal and I've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Literally, I can write several books that would knock your socks off and you would wow, whoa. And I have got some relief over the years and that I've been with visual aids and in the art group. It's just been healing. And guess what? I'm working, I'm training environment now. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got to this place because I, I I literally healed because I decided 
in 2009, I had a dilemma with an organization that I was working with. And I walked away and I said, I would never work in the AIDS field again. Ever, 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 ever. And it was literally that disturbing and things got so out of control. And I just said, I don't want to be the AIDS person anymore. I don't be the one in the front lines, the leader anymore, because that's what I was. I was in Spaz Magazine seven times, front page of the news, got a novel out, did all this hard work. And for it to end that way, I felt used, abused, mistreated. As not as a person, but as a person living with AIDS. So that's why I said, I want to come out of that person living with AIDS for a minute and just be a regular person. Just be an artist. Just have some fun. And art is, uh, excuse my French ladies, a hell of a lot of fun. And so many people are enjoying it. And it just put the life back into me. So I said, okay, I'll step back into the AIDS world just for a minute, just for the art. And I've been back in the AIDS world, back in contact with the organizations that I know. And as I mentioned, my vision, my, my vision and my mission is to go national and international. I already have the context for it. I didn't tell you that either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have contacts in 46 states and 35 countries mm-hmm. of organizations already listed at all. I got to do is call, hey, Texas, hey, hey, Mississippi, hey, all the organizations, my Give girls that I already know, Chicago and all the different states, D.C., Delaware, across the river, New Jersey. I have women in organizations already lined up that know me, that haven't seen me. And then if I let them know, can I come to New Jersey and do a can I come to Mississippi and do this? I'm sure they would be open to it. We just haven't figured out the way to do it yet. Right. But uh, we and definitely... The funding. And the funding. Right. The funding, most mm-hmm. important. So mm-hmm. we're still looking for creative ways of funding. So if you guys have any ideas, we'd appreciate any mm-hmm. ideas and any money that you have to offer. <laughs> <laughs> they call that classic begging. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for me, as an openly um, positive, educated HIV woman, um, it's important to continue for the future to, to empower women. Um, as I said earlier, the group I've noticed is helping a lot of women. Some of them are coming out of their shell. Um, a lot of them say they're not artists, but I think they're lying to me. Um, <laughs> but to say that I feel like Charlene, I think that, and as Esther said earlier, that we can use our model to teach other organizations and other states mm-hmm. how to kind of, you know, veer the women into positive, you know, upbringing. So, uh, so thank you for sharing all of that. And um, I want to say thank you for um, educating me on uh, Anytime, a, you could call a us. community <laughs> that I'm, um, you know, learning about in this moment. And something that I've been working on in my own, it, within the podcast and in my own life is, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stresses in people's lives and um, a lot of uh, craziness in this world. And one of the things that I, did last year was spend so much of the year being angry. When it started this year, I just sort of thought, like, that's a lot of energy, <laughs> and I don't want to do that anymore, and I don't want that pouring into this podcast. And so I was really thinking about, you know, how can I be um, a beacon of light, looking at for ripples of hope that then create a, a wave, and, um, and and listening to this whole conversation, but more specifically this last um, round of uh, answers to the question that I pose. Um, you all are, are providing so much hope and so much light 
Um, and thank you so much for your work. And I'm really thrilled that this podcast and me, me, <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that I, I can be sort of a conduit to help you, uh, you and your work be exposed to new people. Um, so thank you. Oh, sorry. Um, thank you so much for being here, for taking the time. And, um, you know, when this gets posted, we'll be able to um, provide the links and other kinds of information um, at the same time. So thank you so much for your for your storytelling. Well, thank, well, you thank you for having, having us. Having us. Yes, yes, and so for Pata, um, yeah. you know, remembering us, referring us. To make this happen. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 23, act two of Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body, Queens of Empowerment. Join us next time for a conversation with Michael Wiggins. Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body is edited and produced by Ben Weber. Christopher Totten is the creative content manager. Brandon Hutchinson is the media arts coordinator. John Waldman wrote and performed the theme song. Tim Palin designed the logo. Visit us at www.teachingartistry.org. Follow us on Twitter at TA underscore artistry and on Instagram at teaching artistry with CJB. Like our page on Facebook, listen to us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to share this podcast with all the teaching artists in your life. Let's start it up now. Let's start it up now. Let's start it up now. Let's